Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, in which we tackle the, sadly, the most popular topic on That's What She Said, which is depression and running a business. And this is part three. Um, So let's dive right in, guys. Last week, a friend said to me, and I quote, I hate myself and I want to die. He talked, and I didn't have any idea what to say for a while until he got around to asking the question, what did you do when that happened to you? Gotta be honest, it has taken 14 years to come up with an answer, and it probably isn't even that fucking good, so please don't think I've got the secret, okay? I've only got a couple of tricks and a few metaphors. Also, I am not and never will be a licensed medical professional. So if you truly do want to hurt yourself, off yourself, stop living, or cease to exist, please find a mental health professional and make an appointment with them immediately. That is not something I'm saying as a disclaimer. That is the fucking truth. Fucking find a mental health professional and make an appointment with them immediately. Over the years, I've had to hold numerous clients accountable for making appointments with therapists and doctors and professionals and then actually going to see them. There is no shame in it. They are there to help. Please, please, please let them help and get yourself the care that you need. That said, it has been really difficult around here, around the Kristen parts lately, on a personal level. All those workbooks that should have me planning for next year are coming out and being sold at me constantly. And I'm just not done with 2015 yet. I've got a lot of question marks. I've got a lot of things that are being sorted out. And I've also got a whole lot of grief about having to put, excuse me, my big kitty down last week. And that, if you want to look, is on the blog. Um, The Tender Mercy of House Calls is the name of that post. It is probably the most beautiful thing I've ever written, and it's available for your reading pleasure if you'd like. So you might think that I'm for sure slipping into depression at this moment, and you would be wrong. Actually, it's a relief to have something to be sad about. So depression typically means uh, for me that I've got, there's not really a reason underlying my not giving a shit about life, or I've got so many reasons that I can't get out from under them, but I'm in neither of those places right now. There are moments of sadness, um, there are moments of overwhelm, but they are not winning at the moment. I can feel depression lurking, like an aloof but ravenous wolf at the door, 
and if I let my guard down, it will attack. By letting my guard down, I mean something like sleeping constantly or not sleeping enough. Naps are not innocent when it comes to depression because since they can stretch into three or four hour blocks that eat up daylight and then because it's winter when you wake up it's dark out and ah, what the hell you'll just go back to sleep and so you've lost like a day in that process. Letting my guard down can look like eating all the things. It's a really nice form of self-medication in the form of too much sugar, all the carbs, no protein, not enough water, but coffee, yes, I will take seven cups of that please. Letting my guard down might look like overscheduling myself when I know I'm vulnerable. Saying yes to a bunch of projects would be career suicide right now since I know I don't have the bandwidth to handle them. Instead, I'm taking on what I can handle and saying no more frequently than usual. If I start sleeping constantly, stuffing my face with donuts, and throwing more projects onto my plate to avoid feeling the feels, it will be over. Depression will hunt me down like a rabid wolf and chew out my spleen before sunrise. We all have triggers that we know cause our symptoms to start or to worsen. If you're not privy to your own pattern, can I suggest starting with the animal nature of your body? When you're constantly busy, stressed, overwhelmed, or unable to take a deep breath or two during the day, you're inviting depression to your door. When you skip meals, grab shitty meals, or overeat to keep from feeling uncomfortable, tired, or insert other emotion here, you're inviting a depression to your door. When you skip sleep, shorten sleep, or give in to the urge to sleep constantly, you're giving depression a leg up. It's the emotional equivalent of robbing your body with bacon before stepping into the den of wolves. I'm not judging. I'm not saying that I'm a fucking saint who never does dumb shit that I know I'll regret later with regards to my depression. I'm simply pointing out that over time, I can keep the wolf of depression at further and further distances by paying attention to really simple and straightforward physical cues. Am I tired? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Depression is much more likely to attack for brief periods when I'm tired, hungry, or thirsty. And with any kind of tired, hungry, thirsty pattern in play over the long term, it will take me down. There went a week, a few weeks, a month. There is no way to know how long it will be before you can regenerate a new metaphorical spleen, since yours was just devoured. And so it's smartest to keep the wolf at bay. The other kind of wolf, the sidekick to the straightforward physical one, can't be kept out with something simple like a shack, a cabin, or a door. It's in my own mind because my brain and your brain and our brains and every single brain everywhere is an asshole. The inner wolf waits for me to be tired, typically at the end of the day, just before sleep, and then it whispers horrible things. Life is pointless, hopeless, useless, or all three. I'm pointless, hopeless, useless, or all three. The only way to handle this onslaught of inner terrible isn't to beat myself up, but to A, go to bed already, like three-year-old, it is time for sleep, so sleep, and B, find a way to be kind to myself. On the days when everything feels pointless, hopeless, useless, or all three, I shift to a relatively easy work alternative, or I don't work at all. I can answer emails, do technical tasks, schedule Facebook posts, edit instead of write, and otherwise hibernate a bit when I'm feeling hopeless. If I choose to write, I understand that it may or may not be worthy of seeing the light of day on the other side. I don't ever force myself to publish something I've written when I wasn't feeling at 100%. I don't double down. I don't force myself to give what I don't have in me. 
Not because I don't care, but because I care enough to take care of myself. It moves the wolf back 10 paces at a time. Like, oh, you want to get closer? I'm going to do some yoga. You want to try jumping the fence? I'm going to read a book and take a bath. These responses are overused examples, but that's because they work. When I do yoga and read a book, I am 100% less stressed than when I don't do either of those things on any given day. So do whatever it takes to beat your particular wolves back. I don't care if that's kitten videos, or taking an hour-long walk, or running four miles, or listening to cartoon theme songs, or chugging smoothies while you practice handstands, or locking yourself in the bathroom for seven quiet minutes at a time while your kids attempt to pick the lock with twisty ties from a loaf of bread. The ways in which you beat the wolves back are entirely yours, but they are not negotiable. Without these little tricks that you learn over time, without refusing sugar, even though you're dying for a goddamn donut, or putting on your coat and going outside, even though you want to stay inside and sleep for three years, the wolves will win. And honestly, fuck the wolves. They don't have anything beneficial for you, and they're not that interesting, and they have got enough spleens to chew on this week, I promise. It's okay to acknowledge the days when you don't have it in you. It doesn't mean you're a failure or a slacker. It means you protect the quality of your work, particularly if you do creative work. Yes, I am saying your company, your business, your partner, and or your loved ones could benefit by you slacking on the days in which you find life hopelessly dull, terrible, awful, stupid, or just plain not worth living. When I felt like I needed a break from this podcast, I took one. I didn't pretend to take one and hope I could fool the wolf into trotting away. I unplugged, sat down with my books, and took some time off. The minute I published the podcast saying I was taking a break, I actually took a break. My whole body chilled right the fuck out, and I took a good solid week of nothingness. I had so many ideas that I had to grab a notebook and take copious scribbled notes eventually. Given a bit of space from the wolf's glare, my creativity went all crazy and started spewing the ideas it had apparently been saving for a non-wolfy day. If you know the wolf is at the door or lingering, what's the daily activity you know will keep it further from you than any other? And with all the love in the world, can I ask you to do that thing? Wolves aside, if you're in a pattern of not having it in you and you desperately want to accomplish a task, complete a project, or bang out a bit of work, or it's the busy season and you have absolutely no choice in the matter right now, try tying the work you have to get done to something you really love. One of my peeps says she's only good about drinking coffee every day, and every other form of discipline, nope. But coffee, she can do. She also wants to write a book. So I suggested that she make her coffee drinking time only available with 20 minutes of writing time. Tying tasks together with things you enjoy makes the challenging tasks you actually want to accomplish seem less awful. Further, your brain is an asshole. It's going to spew terrible and horrible things at you over and over and over again and say you're not blank enough. Also, it's gonna say you're stupid or dumb or fat or useless or terrible or horrible or a waste of space, and no one, not a single person on all the planet, is less valuable to the world than you. You can put your asshole brain in timeout like a three-year-old. That part of your brain never helps, and you don't have to fight with it. 
When a kid starts ranting about how life isn't fair because his lollipop is red instead of green, going into full-blown meltdown mode and toppling every physical object in sight onto the floor, you don't try reasoning with him. You don't give him the green lollipop or try to argue that red is superior to green. That kid is off his fucking rocker and needs to calm down. The same is true of your asshole brain. Logic didn't get your thoughts there, so logic and reasoning won't win. You have to give your asshole brain only enough energy to put what it's saying aside and then get back to work. Over the course of a bunch of years, I've gotten better at catching asshole brain, but there are still days when I want to give up on everything and eat ice cream all day long. That is not a metaphor or an exaggeration, by the way, my wanting to give up on everything and eat ice cream all day long. That's just the truth. Just like the wolf, I can now spot the asshole brain at further and further distances. I know when it's most likely to attack, 3 p.m. and just before bed. I know how it starts, usually by judging other people before I turn the judging on myself. And I know how it spirals, from a single innocuous statement to life is pointless in three or four quick, deft, ninja-like movements. With years of practice, I can put that shit in timeout and then keep on keeping on, and you can learn to do that too. It takes paying attention and practice and quite possibly the help of medical health professionals, but you can learn to do it too, slowly and carefully, and with these incremental movements that are painfully slow, but that move the needle nonetheless. Pay attention to your own spirals. Keep track of your triggers. Watch your own mental rhythms, and I guarantee you will find patterns there. Speaking of rhythms, please give yourself the gift of a rhythm. Instead of having some days of 15 hours of work and some days with three hours, and then every third Thursday you go for a 20-hour getting shits on marathon, aim for some semblance of consistency. X hours, five days a week. Y minutes, every single day. I found that the routine of my days can get me through when nothing else is helping. I know that maintaining a rhythm is easier said than done, but Anything you can do to get yourself a rhythm is helpful. Waking up to work for 30 minutes before the kids, or carving out Tuesday nights to do whatever the fuck you want that isn't work, or sacred no-phones breakfast with your partner, these are all ways to give your life a sustainable rhythm. Instead of trying to keep from being drowned by the tsunami, you make your own damn surfboard and ride that shit to shore. Just to recap, there are some really simple but not easy things that I've covered here. Take care of the animal of your body. Are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? These needs are just that, needs. They can't be outsmarted or ignored. Brene Brown says the body keeps score and it always wins. It does, and sometimes the way it keeps score is depression. So please, are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Pay attention to those. And then spot the wolf. What triggers your depression to come out and start chomping at your spleen? Internally and externally, what is going on that leads to the pattern? It could be seasonal affective disorder. It could be something much more subtle, like you didn't get enough sleep, or you're an introvert who hasn't been alone for six days. Um, it could be something that seems much more complicated, like, well, it only happens on Tuesdays, but then sometimes on Thursdays, but then just watch the patterns. Just try figuring them out. You have a lifetime to do it, and you're stuck with you. This is worth figuring out. Put your asshole brain in time out. Don't engage with it, just like you wouldn't engage with a three-year-old for having a fucking tantrum about the, the lollipop. It's just not worth it. Just put it in time out. And then give yourself and your life the gift of a rhythm. 
Regularity and consistency are not just for bowel movements, people. Now this, all this, is one portion of a class that I'm having on Monday called Healthy Hustle. So if you go to braincampblog.com slash hustle, you can attend the live class on Monday. You can grab the recording there as well. Uh, either way, it's 29 bucks, and this is the kind of stuff that I cover. This ultra-condensed, how do we make sense of having a business and being depressed and um, being on social media without feeling like you hate humanity, and how do you keep the hustle going day after day and month after month and year after year? How are you in a business but keeping yourself healthy without working for 15 hours a day? Because, guys, I fucking, like, my business clears six figures every year, and I don't work 12 hours a day, and I do it every year, and it is not because I hate my life, and it's not because I work constantly. There are rhythms to it. There are ways to address these daily concerns that it's fairly simple. Not easy, but simple. And so I'll lay it all out for you. But there are only 100 spots available. That's just the nature of the uh, the class. So hop on brandcamplog.com slash hustle. It's 29 bucks. Um, grab a spot. And I will see you there. Otherwise, there are two previous recordings um, for depression in running a business in the podcast. So you might want to listen to those as well. And then um, you have questions, you have comments. You're like, yeah, Kristen, but this or yeah, Kristen, but that. BrandCampOnline at gmail.com. That's still my email address. My web guy still hates it. And again, BrandCampBlog.com slash hustle. That's time sensitive. There are only 100 spots available. They're on sale now, so they're way, they're going down. And uh, it's only 29 bucks, which is cheaper than an ugly sweater for an ugly sweater party. Cool? With so much love to you as you face the wolves, may you... Spot them at further and further distances, and may you ultimately defeat them, my friend, because they are not worth it. Fuck the wolves of depression and anxiety and all the terrible horribles. They're defeatable. You've just got to learn their patterns and their rhythms, and you've got to take good care of you. So thanks so much for listening. I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.